What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Friday, so time to go game by game, talk about the wide receivers I'd be starting and sitting this week. As with the running back video, I'll pin a comment if there's any like important news that breaks, likely injuries. There's actually like a few injury situations we're watching this week. Uh, if anything happens in regards to those that like differs from what I say in the video, you know, comes out after I record, before I upload, I'll pin a comment uh, for updates there. So let's start things off. Chargers at Falcons, relatively high, 49. I don't even need to say relatively high. It's a high, 49 and a half point total. Chargers, three point road favorites. For the Chargers, we've got Mike Williams missing some time, uh, maybe like a month uh, for that situation. But then Keenan Allen, that's a big one. We thought, you know, he returns before their bye in week seven, limited snaps. Uh, he thought he was like almost 100%. So we think you got the full bye, come back, you're good to go, right? No. Uh, apparently the Hampshire got worse over the bye, and so probably going to miss this week. He could miss the next few weeks. I mean, we, we really don't even know, but I would not expect him to play this week. So the wide receiver core is going to be um, Palmer. It's going to be DeAndre Carter, and it's going to be Michael Bandy. Luckily for the Chargers, like if they were going up against a really strong pass defense, they could have a really low floor this week. Uh, luckily, again, the Falcons are terrible. Like they can't guard anyone. So it doesn't mean those three are going off, but it at least helps that, you know, they're not stepping in to playing Dallas or playing the Eagles, something like that. Uh, Palmer is obviously in the best spot. He's the most established wide receiver. He probably is the most talented, but I will say like, I don't think Palmer, I don't think Palmer's ever proven to be like super talented. So I have him as like the most valuable in this group. I have him as like a flex play. I don't think you need to play him. This isn't a situation where it's like, oh, you know, I've got some players I've been going with every week. Um, should I be benching some of them for Palmer? It's like, I think Palmer's more like you had Mike Williams or you had Keenan Allen or you have a few players on by, you can slide him in. Don't bench players you've been starting for Palmer. That's my take there. And then DeAndre Carter, it's like, yeah, he stepped into more snaps, but you know, the best game of his career came in 2019, where he had six receptions for 65 yards. Like none of these wide receivers are all that good. We're gonna see probably a billion targets for Austin Eckler. Uh, we're gonna see a little bit of like an elevated target share probably for the tight end. So not only uh, Gerald Everett, but I'm pretty sure Parm is gonna play this week as well. So no one to slam dunk play. Uh, again, Palmer, Flex, Carter, desperation play. I don't think you need to go to any of the other players. Then for the Falcons, uh, the Chargers defense has definitely been worse than we expected them to be. But the Falcons are one of the, like, the lowest pass rate over expectation teams like ever. Definitely this season. But they do not throw the ball unless they absolutely need to. That volume has resulted in Drake seeing... No more than seven targets in a game since week two. He's got just over three per game the last three weeks. It's not a bad spot. He's an elite talent, and you can play him as a low-end two or flex play, but don't be shocked if they just run the ball every play, especially in a matchup that's really good for running the ball, uh, and he sees like four targets. It's frustrating, but that's kind of the situation for Drake London. And then obviously no one else there. Packers at Lions. Up next, another high. 49.5 point total. Packers, 3.5 point road favorites. For the Packers, um, I doubt Christian Watson will play. I guess that's you know the concussion protocol. We'll just see. But he got a concussion in the game last week. Usually that means you miss a week. Uh, but again, we'll see Friday and Saturday if he's able to come back from that. And then watch the status of Lazard. He's got the shoulder injury. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a long-term injury. 
but he can't go out there if the shoulder is still injured. Like a shoulder is a very important part for a wide receiver. And so the status of those two is going to impact everyone else. So if we get confirmation that Lazard is out, that Watson is out, uh, I think Dobbs is like a solid play, um, especially if you have buys as like, you know, low in two, maybe in the flex, like he'll be pretty productive on average. I don't think that it's a lock he goes off, but like Detroit is a terrible defense. And while we do think that maybe the Packers are just going to run the ball a ton, they elevated like a third running back. Watch that. Watch, see why they did that. Like, are they just going to try and run the ball every play? Um, but like when they pass it, they're going to be successful, right? They're not playing the Buffalo Bills like last week. And so Dobbs would be the one I'd look at. Um, I really wouldn't want to play Sammy Watkins, that like Tory kid. I, I don't think you're looking at those two, even if Lazard and Christian Watson are out. I think it would just be Dobbs. And then if Lazard plays, I think he's the most likely to. Um, he'd be very similar to Dobbs. They'd probably just both be like flex options that, you know, have elevated chances of scoring a touchdown. I talked about yesterday, 3.3 projected touchdowns. It may have changed. It changes all the time when I'm doing the projections, but it's going to be around there, like 3 to 3.5 projected touchdowns for this team. You know, that's really good. And one of them could easily have one of those touchdowns. If they're both playing wide receiver, I would imagine one of them is getting a touchdown. And that's what's appealing about Dobbs is that like, you know, his touchdown chances are pretty good if Lazard is out. For the Lions, uh, they trade away Hawkinson. They've still got Jameson Williams out. Uh, like, Amoner St. Brown is very clear play, um, especially if, if Brock Wright can't play because Brock Wright has a concussion right now. So if he can't pass the protocol, they're only going to have, like, one tight end. They're going to be missing, you know, a massive amount of target share that's not all going to be filled. And so Amoner St. Brown is absolutely a play. I don't think he's 100% coming off the injury, but this isn't, I don't think, a Swift situation. So Swift is clearly not 100% with like multiple injuries, and they're really working him back. It seems like St. Brown is still like fine. I don't think he's been aggravating any of the injuries. Um, he still had, what, like 7 for 69 on 10 targets last week. Like He's probably going to have 10 to 13, maybe even 14 targets in this game. He's not going to be someone who has like a high you know, yards per reception. But anyone getting that sort of volume absolutely needs to be started. He has a very, very high ceiling this week and should get the easiest matchup among all the wide receivers. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's pretty thin playing the Lions wide receivers. You can look to Josh Reynolds. I have him in the upper 30s right now for wide receivers, uh, but he's not a very strong play. He's got a more difficult matchup. I don't think you really need to go there. Um, so it's really just St. Brown. But then I just want to mention James Mitchell, especially if Brock Wright is out. For those of you who really need a tight end play, I promise you he's available on your free agency. Um, if he's the only tight end and they kind of want to give him some looks, like I don't think he's going out there and having like seven for 100 a touchdown. But can he get you four for 40 and maybe scoring? Absolutely. And so if you need a tight end, I know many of you do, and Brock Wright is out, James Mitchell, not a bad option. On to the next game. Dolphins at Bears, 45 and a half point total. Dolphins, five point road favorites. The Dolphins, easy, always play Waddle, always play Terry Kill, and then no one else. Then for the Bears, you could play Mooney in the flex this week. Um, I wouldn't worry about Claypool. I don't really think, like, he might not even be active, but, like, he's not going to have a large role in his first week there, so don't really factor that in. Um, you can Again, you can play Mooney in the flex, but, like, we're through eight weeks, right? I don't think they've had their bye. So they've played eight weeks. Maybe they've played seven and had their bye, but I don't think they have. Uh, he's got two top 30 wide receiver finishes. He's not been a top 20 wide receiver in any week. So it's like, usually, 
it hasn't been a bad decision fading him. And like at worst, the person you played probably like barely underproduced him in his best game. Like he's not going out there and posting a high ceiling. It could happen this week. It could be his first spiked week. But in general, if you've been benching Mooney, at worst, you're losing like a point or two. I just, I don't think he's a very strong play. I don't really want to go there. Um, and again, just to reiterate, don't play Claypool if you have him. Raiders at Jaguars is up next. Relatively high, 48 point total. Raiders, one and a half point road favorites for the Raiders. Um, I know we had a bad game last week, but like always start Devonta Adams, just making sure everyone knows that. Like he's an absolute monster wide receiver. Like he's so, so, so good. You have to play him. And I think because he's so good, um, and because when they see these floor weeks, it's not really because like Adams has three targets and then Renfro is going off, right? It's just that the entire offense fell apart. And so if they play well, it's because of Adams. If they play bad. It's like, well, no one did anything. So I don't really think you need to start Renfro. Uh, he's maxed out at 59 receiving yards a game this season. Uh, Matt Collins has one top 25 wide receiver finish. Just You just don't need to play any of those players. It's just, it's Adams or bust. For the Jaguars, uh, much better spot for them this week than last week. Last week was obviously against the Broncos. This week against the Raiders defense. That is simply not good. I mean, the Raiders have not held a single team this season below 20. And you say that and you're like, oh, have they played, you know, like super difficult teams? I mean, they allowed 29 to the Cardinals, 24 to the Titans, 23 to the Broncos, 20 to the Texans. Like these are not the best offenses in the NFL. I mean, I would probably put the Jaguars in a grouping amongst those those teams, especially like the Titans, Broncos, and Texans. So we should expect around 23, 24 points from the Jaguars this week against a defense that is very bad, especially against the pass. And so I think you can play uh, Christian Kirk as just like a mid to low end wide receiver too. I don't think we can say he's a slam dunk wide receiver too. He was to start the season. He was great. And then I don't know what has happened to Trevor Lawrence. He's starting to like fall apart. Hopefully, they get back on track this week, but I think you can slide him in at that wide receiver two spot. Like, just feel pretty good about that. Um, then Zay Jones, after that, more of a flex play, probably a lower-end flex play. I wouldn't feel terrible if I had to use him this week. High catch rate, um, higher targets, but, like, the yards per reception won't be there, so he's probably not going out there and having, like, three for 70 in a touchdown. He's going to need four, five, six receptions, but I think he can get there this week. Uh, Marvin Jones, that player that could hit deep. Uh, but I would say he's more of like a desperation flex play. Like only use Marvin Jones if you really have to. Uh, floor on the Jaguars players has definitely been lower recently. But again, good bounce back spot for them this week. This is the best I felt, felt about them over the past like month. Next up, Colts at Patriots. Lowest total of the week, 39.5 points. Patriots, 5.5 point home favorites. For the Colts, uh, I think you're playing Michael Pittman Jr. He hasn't been like amazing this season but the targets are there uh the yardage has been there he's posted very few true dud games and he was still the focal point of the passing attack last week now and that's obviously the first week they've had with Eilinger they're gonna run the ball more absolutely and this is not a good spot on the road low total game good defense like it's not a good game environment so i get it if you don't feel comfortable playing him and if you have great wide receivers to play ahead of him totally do that but he still commanded nine targets last week with islander at quarterback so i think someone with like that level of expectation that's kind of what we're expecting now it's a worse matchup again but if he's going to be in that seven to nine target range if he's still a great player he's still going to be someone they lean on the red zone they can get there like 
I think you're playing him as like a you know a lower end wide receiver too. And I just think like in a better game environment, maybe we can look to Alec Pierce, especially in the second half of the season. I really think he can break out because he does fit Islinger pretty well. Uh, but I would say desperation playing 12 team league and then like still low end option in like 14 and 16 team leagues, but definitely viable in those deeper formats. For the Patriots, um, I would say it's Myers or bust. Uh, I don't think Devonta Parker is going to play this week. Suffers the knee injury. I don't believe he's practiced yet as of recording this. And so I would imagine three wide receiver sets are Myers, Bourne, and Thornton with Myers just playing every snap and hopefully Thornton playing over Bourne. But, you know, it's just, just kind of weird. Like, Bourne, if Bourne was, like, playing every snap and they, like, trusted him and they were giving him usage, like, he'd be really good in fantasy. They just seem to hate him. And then you go to Thornton and you're like, okay, maybe they want him to basically be what Bourne was, but he hasn't really produced yet. He's still young. You don't need to go to either of those two this week. Um, but Myers, I mean, they're finally using Myers in the red zone. They're giving him targets everywhere in the field. He's our best wide receiver. Like, play him. Just like play Myers like a high-end wide receiver too. Next up, we've got Bills at Jets. Probably going to be a gross game unless you are a Bills fan. 46.5 point total Bills, 12.5 point road favorites. For the Bills, um, obviously start, you know, Stephon Diggs, don't have to tell you that. And then Gabe Davis, you know, he's going to dud sometimes. Last week we saw the dud. The two weeks before that we saw the spike. Like you just have to accept that. That is what he is. He is a very low floor, very high ceiling wide receiver too. I like playing those players because when they hit, they really elevate your roster and they really help you get a win. And when they miss, like, you know, if he goes out there and gets you like five or six full PPR points, like that hurts, but it's not like the reason that you lost, right? And if you're just playing people who maybe have a slightly higher floor, everyone's floor is zero, but if you have a, like play people with a slightly higher floor, but no ceiling, it's like you're always scoring like just on the edge of winning and you never are having those spikes. I, he's a good player to play where you're capturing that upside. So he's been wide receiver 21 this season. If you have, you know, three top 15 wide receivers, totally bench him. But I don't want to be like, oh, he's got a low floor. I'll play the wide receiver 30 ahead of him. Like the wide receiver 30 is probably like most likely going to get five for 50. You know, maybe on average, uh, the production for Gabe isn't like amazing, but when he hits, he wins you a week. And that's just a player I want in my starting lineup. After that, I don't think you can play McKenzie or Shakir. If one of them was getting all the snaps, we'd love them, but they're not. And until Shakir honestly takes over, you can't trust either one of them in any format. For the Jets, um, I don't know. It's like as bad of a matchup as you can really get. So my lean is you have a Jets player bench him this week. If you had to play Garrett Wilson, sure, I would very much prefer not to play any Jets player. Next up, Panthers at Bengals, 42.5 point total, Bengals 7.5 point home favorites. For the Panthers, DJ Moore has been a lot better since McCaffrey was traded away. That makes sense. That's happened in the past as well. He's getting 10.5 targets per game, catching 6.5 of them, over 110 yards, a score in each week. I mean, he's just a wide receiver too. Until these targets go away, which they're probably not going to, He's a wide receiver too every week. And then if you're desperate, like you've got some players on buy, some injured players, take a look at Terrace Marshall. Uh, he's played 86% and 92% of the snaps in the last two weeks. Uh, he was someone that we were high on last year in like the summer. Then it was very clear that he was not going to produce last season. And he didn't. He didn't do very well at all. But he's got post-hype sleeper potential. Like 
He's playing a ton of snaps. They're going to him in the red zone. He actually looks like okay. It's not a team you expect to be winning a ton of games. Like he's my wide receiver 38 this week. So you're probably not playing him. But especially in like competitive leagues, deeper leagues, like he should be rostered. You should be picking him up, be looking at him. And if you have to, I think there are worse plays. I really think he can go out there and get you like five for 50, five for 60 this week. He's probably got one of the better chances behind, obviously, like you've got Foreman and DJ Moore. He's probably the third most likely to score. And that's like not bad. You know, I don't know what I have for the projection for like his percent chance of scoring, but my guess is it's like. 30 percent that's not terrible right so a desperation play but in deeper leagues that's totally fine to do and for the Bengals, obviously start t higgins while chase is out and i think boyd his projection is high enough for targets like not a good matchup but the projection there is like high enough to just be trusted as a wide receiver too this week they looked bad on monday night and i don't think it's like a lock that they're going to look better like it's a bounce back spot but that doesn't lock them in to bouncing back like there's still a chance that they don't look fantastic and so you don't like need to play Tyler Boyd but I think you know his target projection is high enough there are enough teams on by enough players injured to where I get it if you have like three wide receivers that are better than him but he's a solid wide receiver too this week and so if you're benching him congratulations you have a pretty good team I think most people are going to play him this week Next up, Vikings at Commanders, 43.5 point total. Vikings, 3.5 point road favorites. For the Vikings, this is a fantastic spot for their pass catchers. The Commanders are one of the true pass funnels in the NFL, and they've especially given up a lot of production to opposing wide receivers. This is one of the best matchups you can have as an opposing wide receiver. Justin Jefferson is in a smash spot, obviously play him, but I think if you've got Adam Thielen this week, like play him. I think he's a really good play. I don't think you need to go to Osborne. Uh, That's more of a, I'm super desperate. Can I play him? Sure. Good matchup, but I would say start Jefferson, start Thielen. For the commanders, Terry McLaurin has been like revived by Heineke and like this offense, it's not great, but it hasn't looked horrible with Heineke. Like he's one of the better backups in the NFL. Uh, And let's be honest, the gap between him and Carson Wentz is not that high Uh, with Dotson likely to miss again. I think you can just keep starting McLaurin as a wide receiver too. Samuel hasn't been as good because, well, if McLaurin gets better, someone has to get a little bit worse. But you know what? He has five and four carries the last two weeks. He's got eight and four targets. Like that means he's had what? 13 and nine opportunities. If he's going to be in that general range, better play in full PPR, but he's not a bad option. He's my wide receiver 25 right now. He's one of those players where it's like you compare to Gabe Davis. I would say he probably does outscore Gabe Davis a good amount of the time, even being ranked lower. But if we look at the ceiling of Curtis Samuel, It's not that high. So understand that he's probably going to be in that like 12 to 13, maybe 14 full PPR point range, but he's not going to expand past that all too often. Whereas Gabe can hit for 35 fantasy points. And when you the week, just want to be clear on like how the projection can be similar, but Samuel's not a high ceiling play. So if there's someone at similar projection as Samuel and you want upside, go with the other player. Four o'clock games kick off with Seahawks at Cardinals, 49 and a half point total Cardinals, two point home favorites. 
for the Seahawks. Um, I don't know how Metcalf returned from that injury. Not even, I mean, I guess he left the game, so he did return, but he missed no time. Like, how did he not miss any time from that injury? Like, he is an absolute freak. These two, him and Lockett, combined for, like, north of 50% of the targets, just playing both every week. They're not going to go off every week, but they're both wide receiver twos every week, just playing. For the Cardinals... Hopkins has a 37% target share since returning, which means it was lower than that last week because he was up at, you know, I don't even know what it was. It was like upper 40%, something stupid in his return. So still getting peppered with targets. I mean, he's got at least 10 receptions every game or both games, I guess, uh, over 100 yards in each. Like, he's great. He's a top five wide receiver play. Uh, last week, so like I said, his target share was lower than that average of 37%. And that allowed... Rondell Moore to like be more productive, have a really good week. I don't trust it 100%. He's a wide receiver 30 right now. So like if you needed to use Rondell, you can. Uh, but again, he could easily go back to having like two or three targets, Hopkins dominating the target share. And then we're like, oh yeah, that was like one spiked week. I hope that he can consistently command like seven, eight targets every game that they can maybe use him as a running back a little bit. Uh, but again, I don't fully trust it. So if you need him in the flex, you can do it. Um, I would be totally fine benching him though. Rams at Bucks up next, 42 and a half point total. Bucks one and a half point home favorites for the Rams. Uh, Cup was for some reason in the game. Like I basically like watched that happen live and was sitting there like, okay, you're down 17 points with like a minute left. Why is he out there? And then it gets a screen pass, I believe it was. And you're like, okay, that's weird. Just force him the ball. You're like asking for him to get hurt. And he gets hurt. And it's like, it's like the most obvious thing in the world that would happen. But I don't know. Like NFL coaches just like don't think sometimes. It was just really, really weird situation. So he gets hurt. Um, probably going to play this week. You guys know a lot more than me. So I don't know the Thursday practice report right now. That's going to tell us a lot. Didn't practice Wednesday, but like, you know, a lot of vets get Wednesday off. Um, he doesn't need to practice on Wednesdays. Like they, you know, he just need it. Um, but if he doesn't practice Thursday and then he's like only limited Friday, there's a real chance he misses. And so if he does, that's going to open up everything for like, you know, Allen Robinson. Um, it would make like Allen Robinson would be a solid wide receiver too. If cut missed Van Jefferson, Skoranek, like would be fine. Low end flex plays. Cause the targets have to go somewhere and they're not all being peppered. It's Allen Robinson, but you definitely don't need to play Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek if like Cup is out. I think it just makes Allen Robinson a stronger play. If Cup plays, play him. Don't be like, oh, is he going to get like re-injured? Like it's it's Cooper Cup. You just have to have him in the starting lineup. Uh, and then honestly, I wouldn't have like too much appeal for anyone else. Uh, you could play the angle of he's banged up. They don't want to force feed him the ball. Allen Robinson improves a little bit, but Robinson still would just be like a low run play if Cup is active. Then for the Bucks. Um, Always start Evans, Godwin, Ben Chamberlain. Like it's just the same thing for them every week uh, until a secondary wide receiver gets like consistently healthy and gets targets. And then that third wide receiver spot with like Julio and Gage, it's Evans, it's Godwin, it's no one else. Sunday night game: Titans at Chiefs, forty-six and a half point total. Chiefs, twelve point home favorites coming off of their bye. The Titans. Honestly, just bench everyone. Like Traylon Burks is going to be interesting when he does return. But until that happens, you've got Robert Woods as our top wide receiver. He's my wide receiver 42. He's like fine. He has no ceiling. You're praying he scores a touchdown. He doesn't have a high chance of scoring a touchdown. Oh my goodness. Especially if 
you know, Malik Willis is the quarterback again. Do not play any Titans pass catcher. Uh, and then for the Chiefs, like, great spot overall coming off of the bye. Like, they're probably going to drop 30, 35 points this week. The only thing is, like, who's it going to? You know it's going to be Kelsey. You know the running backs will be involved. And you know they'll spread it out amongst Juju, MVS, Hartman. One of those three is probably going to have a really good game. But it's, your guess is as good as mine as to which one it's going to be, especially when we start adding Tony into the mix. Now we have four wide receivers. Now I actually think if I had to guess the final month of the season, who's the wide receiver you want on this team, my guess is Tony. He's the most talented, the most electric, and if they're going to scheme him the ball, he's the one I want. But right now, I mean, he's probably going to get like two touches. Like I think they'll activate him. I think they'll give him like two designed looks. Maybe he scores on that look, but don't play Tony. And then Juju, MVS, Hardman, you can throw them in your flex, hope they're the one that goes off, but understand that if they're not, they're not going to be a good play. The Monday night game is going to be Ravens at Saints, 48-point total, Ravens, two-and-a-half-point road favorites for the Ravens. Bateman's going to be out, probably going to be out a few more weeks, uh, just an awful situation for him. He just cannot get healthy. Mark Andrews is questionable. This might be a terrible situation for many of you. Uh, hopefully, if you have Andrews, you picked up Isaiah Likely because, like, that was just be easy. You know, it's a Monday night game. You keep Mark Andrews in there. If he's out, play Likely. If he's in, play Mark Andrews. Uh, but if you didn't, you're in a tough spot. You know, maybe you could add, like, put him on IR if he's out and add, like, Oliver or something. But, like, you're not in a good spot. And if you don't know... It's risky, right? If you don't know that status on Sunday and you go into the Monday night game not knowing if Mark Andrews is going to play and then he's out, you can't just take a zero, right? Like, hopefully you can. Hopefully you're ahead and you're like, sweet, I can take the zero. But it's definitely risky, especially if you don't have an IR spot. You can't put him in IR and then add someone. So risky play there. Obviously, more news will come out for me tonight on Friday, on Saturday. Like, we're going to know a lot more about his status, but definitely watch that one closely. And that status is going to impact Duvernay. It's going to impact Marcus Robinson. Like, that's a lot of targets that are taken away. A lot of them will go to Likely, but some of them will go to Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson if he misses. And they're honestly fine low-end options this week. I would say Duvernay over to Marcus Robinson. He's more involved in the offense. But, like, Demarcus looked good last week. And so if Mark Andrews misses and you need someone as, like, a, a low-end flex player in the flex or something like that, desperation wide receiver two, you could do worse than Demarcus Robinson. Uh, just don't be shy if he has like two receptions. Um, but I would say regardless, Duvernay is like a a low-end wide receiver two, probably better played in the flex, or definitely that second flex spot would be more ideal. Uh, but there are worse plays than Duvernay. He's going to get the ball. They're going to scheme the ball. And then especially if Mark Andrews is out, becomes a stronger play. Then for the Saints, uh, probably just Olave or Bust. I mean, he's the only wide receiver getting like consistent looks. They're rotating in like, you know, four other wide receivers into the next spot. And it's really just like they use the tight ends a little bit. They pepper Olave with targets. They pepper uh, Alvin Kamara with targets. They give the ball to their tight end, uh, Taysom Hill, like tight end quarterback weapon, Taysom Hill. Um, there's actually a league right now where I have Taysom Hill. I have Higby in the tight end spot right now, but I may, might need to play Taysom Hill in the second flex spot. Now, it's a very deep league, but yikes right like so if you have to do it technically mark ingram's gonna miss the game i think it's gonna be Dwayne washington backing up kamara like they're gonna give Taysom hill a few carries they're gonna let him throw the ball once 
he might have a target or two. And when they get close to the red zone, they'll probably use Taysom Hill. And so if you have to use Taysom Hill at the tight end spot, it's actually not that bad of a play. It's a worse play for me because I'm using him in that second flex spot. But it's not a bad play. So if you have to use Taysom Hill this week, not a terrible option. Uh, I know it's a wide receiver video, but just want to throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, it's Olave. It's none of the other wide receivers for me. So those are my thoughts on every wide receiver this week. I will pin a comment again. If you're watching this video and you're like, isn't that person ruled out or isn't that person now questionable? Like I'll pin a comment for like important things to happen after recording before upload. But you can also just look at the rankings. I update those as soon as things get released. So if news comes out, the rankings will be updated to reflect that. I'll be back tomorrow to go over my favorite plays this week. Then, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.